Poppy, what is going on, brother? What's up, man? How are you? Pretty good. On a Tuesday here. Uh, it's warming up a little bit here in Maryland. Like a little bit. So- Sunday was pretty nice. Yesterday had its moments. It's a little breezy, yeah, a little chilly out today. Sunday but... Sunday was really fucking nice. Yeah, Sunday was great. Got the got the grill out of storage. Got wow, look at you go. Yeah, got the grill out of storage. It spent two years in there, so it got a little rusty, but we got it cleaned up. First time, first time grilling as a um, as a permanent sleepover with your with your, with, uh, with your lady friend. We didn't. Well, we didn't grill. I just got it out of storage. I got it all set up. Oh, and ready to go. Got it. We had uh, other plans for dinner, but I did tell her I wanted to get it out of storage and you know get it lock cocked and ready to rock. Interesting. Awesome. Right on. I respect that. No, it's just a just a saying. Mm-hmm. Sure it is. It's nothing more to nothing more to read into. Well. We got the grill out, got it ready. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice uh, flat top grill. It's not a Blackstone. I don't have Blackstone money. It's like a Next Grill. That's the brand. It's a lot cheaper. Steph's dad wants a Blackstone. Dude, they have a new one. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a it's like a legit grill. It's got like the stainless steel like casing and like lid and everything like that. But it is still the flat top skillet top grill. It's. It looks fucking nice. So you can get a Blackstone for like 170 bucks at Walmart. Yeah, see, I didn't have Blackstone money when <laughs> yeah, when I bought mine. Because this was like, at this point, the, the skill tops have been around for a couple years, so the prices went down a little bit. Right. I bought this during when, lockdown. When these things came out, they were hitting. Oh, they were hitting. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're still nice. Go on, uh, go on Home Depot's website real quick. Look it up for me. Home Depot, there it is. You know this. You know this hurts. Yeah, you're fine. Doing this. Go to grills. I just know that they're at Home Depot. I don't know if they're at Lowe's. I'm sorry. Come on, you turd. See if we can find the name of them. They look super, super nice. Uh, it might. It's it's. Still the flat top, but it's got like a whole, like stainless steel casing, like a normal grill. It's not a Blackstone. Dude, it's I think it's Loco. I think that's the brand. That yep. Tell me that thing doesn't look freaking sweet. I mean, it's eight hundred dollars, but with the enclosed cart and a hood, that is nice. Tell that's not sick. Yeah, that is nice. It's got like a digital digital temp for the dials. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's freaking sweet, dude. Let's see. In stock at um, Home Depot in Westminster. There you go. That t- that's, that's a sweet looking grill. Once again, I don't have Blackstone money, so I definitely don't have Loco money. Yeah. That's a nice looking grill, though. That is a nice looking grill. I will say that. But yeah, today was pretty good. Nah, nice day working at the gym. Um. You spend some time with the homie, Reno, so that's always good. That leads to a good day. There we you got, go. You know, we made some plans for Saturday, the three of us, along with our lady friends. We have, yes. It's going to be fun. We're going to go axe throwing. That should be a fucking adventure. Yeah. I feel like this is one. Of, this is going to be something I'm terrible at. I've never done it before. So I've, I've never done it, but I, I have I have a feeling I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shit. The, see, something tells me I'm going to be bad at this. Yeah, so, so um, funny story, actually. Ooh. This is from this, okay. 
This is from this past weekend. Also, I have another segment of, you know what really pisses me off? <laughs> Poppy's pissed. Poppy's pissed. Brought um, to you by Ghost Energy. But this... <laughs> But the, <laughs> this was from this past. This is from this past weekend. So, sister turned twenty three last week, and she wanted to go to DC to go see the cherry blossoms. Okay, on Saturday. If you've kept up with it, like if you're on if if you're on Instagram like that or on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, you sh- pro- you probably saw the line of traffic get into DC just to see the cherry blossoms. I've never once followed this, so I have no idea. Okay, so the, so when the cherry blossoms bloom, it is the single busiest weekend in Washington D.C. <laughs> That's so weird, but okay, I'm following. The single busiest weekend, like it's like it's busier than the than the presidential inauguration. Wow. Okay. People people go nuts over this shit. So what we did was we picked up the subway in Greenbelt. Okay. Rode it all the way to Nationals Park. That's where we went to this. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's a it's a mini golf bar. So it's like a bar restaurant. There's mini golf inside. Okay, sounds like a lot of fun. I pride myself on being a savant when it comes to mini golf. Although I won at Poochie's bachelor party. Well, yeah that 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 course kind of sucked. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hey, come on, I still won. You're right. You still did. So, it since since it's like a it's like it's like a busy bar, so they only allow four people on the course at one time, and we had seven people in the group. It was me, Steph, my sister, and four, four, five of her friends. Five, one, two, four of her friends. So, is it four people or is it four groups? Four people to a group. Oh, per hole. Okay. And in order to make things go a little faster, you go one by one and you get one ball. So it's none of this like, okay, well, Timmy just hit, so now it's Bobby's turn. All right, no, 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 Steven, you can't go yet. It's so-and-so's turn first. Like it's you go until you finish. You hand the ball off to the next person, they go until they finish. Okay. You follow me? Do, I, I follow, but does that actually speed it up? <sighs> so when you're dealing with five drunk girls now. Well, I don't think there's anything that's going to speed that up. Right. So, but, you know, surprisingly, it did go it did go faster than what you would think. Because okay. you pick up the ball, you turn around, you hand it to the next person, and they go. Because they're standing there, they're waiting, they're ready. Yeah, so you play with a sore loser that starts throwing it. Right. So I thought it was a good shape. I'm like, okay. Last time I played mini golf with Steph a beater. Sister was drunk. Her friend was drunk. I'm like, I'm in good shape. I'm straight. Psych. So number one, my girlfriend won by seven strokes. Damn, she body bagged your shit. Body bag. It's only nine holes too. It's okay, only, it's only nine. Still body. Damn, seven strokes and nine holes. Yeah. Or damn, she, she she beat me by seven strokes. Okay, she so she definitely body bagged your shit. Yeah. But like, I had the same amount of hole in ones as she did, but she was like consistently better than me. Damn. All right, Steph. Shout out, shout out to you, Steph. Right, right. No, I was, I, was, I was very, very proud of her. But, dude, I came in last. <laughs> I taught, and, th- and this is the worst part. Have you ever gone, have you ever been to D.C. just to go get drinks for any, for any, for anything? No. Okay. I don't even go out to downtown Westminster for drinks. Good point. I think I've done it once. Good point. So, we went to the bar, and I'm like, you know what? I'd be a good person. I'll just buy the first round. I'll get the first one out of the way. Because I thought at some point we would go get dinner 
and somebody would start like buying like drink after drink after drink. Okay. So I'm like, I'll get the first round out of the way now. I bought six, five mixed drinks and one PBR. Yeah, how cool was that $90 tab? It was $90 after the tip. All right, so not a bad guess by me. I had not, no, I have no idea. It was $93 after I did. I had a feeling it was around Hattie Bucks. Okay, let me guess. Nobody else bought a round. Nobody else drank after that. No way, dude. No one else drank it. So they had been in D.C. since 1045. Went and got bottomless mimosas. My sister fucking fell on a sewage grate. Scraped up her fucking knee. They were all goddamn drunk. They had a bunch of pocket shots. Everyone's phone died. What a shit show, dude. Everyone's phone fucking died. What a shit show. Is this the is this the poppy's pissed? Like, is this the part of it? No, that happened last night at work. Okay. Um all in all, it was a it, like it was a pretty good time. But we played we played Putt Putt and then we went to Putt Putt was is by the um the National Stadium. So I got to see that for the first time, which is which is really cool. Okay. Yeah. Um Do you know your neighbor is a Bills fan? I'm seeing that now. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I don't really pay that much mind. We should offer them a plastic table. Okay. Why not? But um they wanted to go to a free comedy show, which was at GW University. Okay. Which is damn near on the other side of the city. <laughs> like we're on like the three o'clock side of the city. If you're looking at a clock. Okay. This is like at like the six fifteen side of the city. So it 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 and the DC metro is a lot more confusing than the, than the Baltimore metro is because there's like one central hub in the middle of the city and there's six different lines. Yeah, you can hop on like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Like it was really easy to get to the bar because the green line took us from Greenbelt where we got on at all the way to where we wanted to go. Which is perfect. You're like, all right, Which was perfect, exactly. But then we had to get off the train, go wait for another one, take that train. And then by the time, like, like me and Steph were just, like, doing our thing. We were just, like, like moseying, all, moseying along. And we, like, walk up. We finally get up the escalator with everybody else because they walk up. And we're just, like, standing there. We're like, we don't get fucking time for that. No. Um, They probably didn't want the motion sickness. Right. They're like, all right, we're going to take the steps. No, they walked up the escalator. Oh, oh. And and we just stood there. Like if you walk up the escalator, you're you're a prick. You're a little weird. You're a prick. Yeah. You, you can do like two or three steps. Right. You do like one or two when you get on, maybe like one or two when you're hopping off. Maybe maybe you go up one if you're trying to like like if you have a, a group and you're trying to keep everybody together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely like a six step limit. Right. But if you're like walking up the whole escalator, you're a prick. Anyway. Um It's just weird. It is weird. Defeats the purpose. So the comedy, the comedy club that we went, or it, the comedy show we went to, half the like two of the, I say half, I was exaggerating there. Two of the people walked off to go try and get a table table beforehand. Well, I had no clue where the fuck I was going, and I, me and Steph had had the only alive phones. Okay. So we're walking there. One of my sister's friends takes a piss behind a church. What? We see a building. With Greek letters over top of it. Okay. okay. And she yells out, oh, frat house, pounds on the door, and runs away. Okay. It was a sorority house. 
I know that because I saw six girls sitting out on the patio after she ran away. Another one of her friends slipped on a sewage grate. And then we saw a comedy show. Again, it was free. And I would say, uh, generous, I'm generous with this, 75% of it wasn't even funny. All right. So it was free and not worth it. Right. Kicker. Didn't eat anything. Ugh. We were not happy. Not happy at all. Me and Steph weren't. See, this is why I don't like going out. I am a homebody. Right. Like, we got plans to go axe throwing, and we're going to get some dinner Saturday. But, like, that's the plans. Like, we're not going out to get drinks and get fucking sloshed. Nope. That's not my scene. No. First of all, I'm not, I'm not even drinking this year. And we are almost three months in. Haven't, haven't had a sip. So Shout out you. You know, we're, we're doing pretty good there. Um, but, yeah, dude, that's not my scene. I could not do it. No. It, like, at maybe at one point it was my scene. But at this point now, it's not. Look at you. Look at you settling home. Like at like at like at this point now, it's not my scene anymore. Um But yeah, that was that. Shit show. It was a it was a fucking mess. Alright. Let me hear let me hear the Poppy's piss uh segment of the day brought to you by Ghost Energy. It not really brought to you by Ghost Energy, but we have we have it here, so we're <laughs> so we're kinda of throwing it out there. Um This guy at work. This is the same dude who interjected themselves into conversations when they had nothing to do with him. Okay, all right, same homie. I'm, I'm tracking. Yeah, this same. guy's really just he. It's, it's firing on all cylinders. It's something about his face. You know, like the, you know, like the scene from Step Brothers when Rob Riggle's like, "It's just something about your face." I don't know what it is, but I just want to plant one of these right in your suck hole. <laughs> yes, I know that. I know that movie maybe a little too well. Like, I don't, want, I don't want to punch this guy in the face because that's workplace violence, and I would get fired for that. But it's just something about him. Like, you look at his face and you're like, ugh. I say all the time at work, I'm like, this clinic's a prison. Right. So <laughs> I'm standing there and I'm talking to another guy at work who's a Commanders fan. Okay. Poor Ta- soul. Talking about the potential sale of the Washington Commanders, which we will highlight here in just a minute. Yes, we will. Um, And here comes this guy, just rolls up and he parks like in front of the other guy. Okay. So me, so me and the, me and the guy are just still standing there bullshitting, just talking, talking about uh, the commanders, talking about another subject that we'll get to in just a minute as well. Um, and this dude's like, again, we're talking about football. He says, did you guys see the video of the dude who tried to jump a UFC fighter? What? What? So I just ignored him at that point. I'm like, I'm not even going to pay attention to what you have to say. <sighs> so I'm stacking my palette. I finished rapping it. And, he, and like, Saran rap's not quiet. No, no, it's not. Like, it, like it's, it's, not, it's not quiet. Like, you can, like, yell over top of it and have a conversation. But when I'm doing that and I'm, like, talking to somebody, I just stop, I just stop talking. I do what I have to do real quick because it's much faster. And then I will Get, continue a conversation. Yeah. Be. Okay, that's, so that's polite, right? So after I get done wrapping the palette, I hear this guy say that his mom went out to dinner with a player from the Los Angeles Lakers, and that is how he met a Jamaican rapper 
that taught him how to play the bongos. His words, not mine. I can't remember what his name was, but I think it was Prince. All right, we will see you guys on Friday. I am going to jump out the window. <laughs> so here's the thing, and this is what really pisses me off. I don't mind if you, like, like everybody stretches the truth on stories every now and again. Sure, yeah. You can, every, you can embellish one. Every, everybody does it. You can embellish it, a story here and there. Right, it, like, it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what the time and scenario is. Like, you and I could be having a conversation with another person. You and I could have a story about something. And we will embellish the truth a little bit, and you just ride with it. Yeah, just rock with it. You just you just sure. rock with it. Like like sometimes, like to tell a like to stretch the truth a little bit makes the story a little bit more entertaining, makes it a little funnier. Sure, and that's all good and fine. But don't just like blatantly lie to me. Yeah, that's like the Instagram page that tried to follow me last night. Obviously on Instagram that used the pictures of a porn star, <laughs> right? Like at least at least be a little bit better than this. Don't don't pick a porn star to do this, right? Like come on now. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? What? So that's what really, that's what really bothers me when you're trying to embellish a story. Holy hell. To get people, I I guess he like I guess he's like trying desperately to get people to like him. It's too much. Because Don't try a, so hard. Because a lot of people do not like him at all. That's because he tries too hard. Right. Just be who you are. Maybe this is who he is. And see, like I've had enough instances where he interjects himself into my conversation to begin with. I think that's just who he is at this point. I've heard a saying, and I don't know exactly what it says, but it it kind of holds true to like what's going on. Um, in the NFL, but of course, you know, we're going to take a, we're going to take a pause before we get into all that. But, Mm -hmm. um, the saying goes along the lines of something people will show you, people will tell you who they are. All you have to do is listen and believe them. Right. They'll tell they will eventually tell you who they are. All you have to do is listen and believe them. That's what you're calling you. Interesting. Uh, so I don't know. This seems to be like this is who this guy is. Like maybe this is exactly who he is. All you gotta do is listen and believe him. Like he's one of the people. When I see him coming, I just drive in the opposite direction. Purposefully go out of your way to stay away from him. whether I have to or not. I'm I'm getting out of the way. Yeah. No. No. I totally get that. We've we experienced a customer at Full Locker that we would go out of our way to stay away from. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are multiple customers that we did it for, but one stands out in my mind for sure. Yeah, Sergeant Slaughter. If you, yeah, if you've heard the stories, you've heard the stories. You, if you know, yeah, if you know, you, <laughs> you know. know. God bless. Well, hey, let's get into the action while we're talking about letting people, you know, show you who they are. Let's take a little break here, run an ad, and then get back into it. We say, with it, let's go. All right, man. So while we're talking about people showing you who they are. Moments before John Harbaugh, this is gonna this this conversation is gonna take a while. Let's just let's 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 start with something different. Ah, okay. This this one is gonna take a while. This one is gonna take okay. a while. Every, everybody knows what we're about to talk about. Uh, quick little quick little uh, tidbit. Uh, opening days for baseballs this week, Thursday. Thursday. Uh, I will more than likely be in attendance of the first game of the season with the pop- home opener. 
the home opener. Thank you. Uh, with Poppy and Home and Sports Lab listener Tyler, and possibly also known as his cousin. <laughs> yeah, also known as my cousin. Uh, and maybe Andrew also, if he gets his head out of his ass and decides to come with us. Look at you doing a little fan outreach. <laughs> yeah, I got to. I got to, man. See, it's funny. So on, so on the drive back from from Greenbelt, this is this is kind of how this whole opening day thing came about. Um, Steph's passed out in the front seat. Sick. She's sleeping. She's had a long day. We didn't get a lot. We like we went to bed really really late the night the night before. So yeah, we're just like, all right, we're gonna get some sleep. She's gonna get some sleep, and I'm just gonna drive home. I'm like maybe 10 minutes outside of Baltimore City Limits at this point. So I'm, like, getting there, but I'm not that close yet. Sure. <clears throat> My drunk-ass cousin fucking fight, FaceTimes me. <laughs> Fights me. Drunker than drunk. They had the firehouse. They had the firehouse. He wasn't that bad. He was he was coherent. They had the firehouse banquet that night at Win- for Winfield. Sick. Okay. And they had, like, a little after party. Andrew was so drunk, he doesn't remember talking to me on FaceTime. Cause he, st- he, my cousin started the group chat with me, uh, himself, Andrew, and Andrew's older brother Chris. To be fair, you don't remember to talk talking to all of us after Tyler's wedding. I was really fucked up that you, night. <laughs> you were pissed. Drunk. I was really, really fucked up that night. Um, <laughs> I fr- I think Timber FaceTimed you. I think Timber FaceTimed Probably. you. Was talking to you. And I was like, Poppy, what's up? You're like, Holman, my guy, what's going on? Yeah. I'm fucking drunk right now. We're like, yeah, you know, we know, buddy. Yeah. Um, was he like that That inebriated? He was like that level of drunk? No, he just, I just, I just don't think he like knew what was going on because like we, oh, start, we started the group chat the next day and Tyler said, hey, opening day, April 6th, who's in? And I said, I'm in. And Andrew's like, wow, it's about time we've heard from you. And I literally texted him back. I'm like, I'm like. You literally FaceTimed me last night, you muff. <laughs> and he's like, no, I didn't. And Tyler's like, yes, you did. <laughs> so he was one step further than you. Like, you don't remember the conversation, but at least you, like, you could, like, pick out, like, whose voice was there and who was there. Exactly. He has no recollection. He, and he, had, was... he, he had no clue. That he, he, and then he texted back. He's like, man, I really don't remember a lot from that night then. <laughs> Go check the call log, buddy. Yeah, check, like, check the call log. So that that's how that's how that all came about. Um, so opening day, this is my this will be my first opening day I've ever been to. I'm actually very excited. First home opener, but, yeah, first home opener. I've, ever, I've never been to an opening day opening day. Yeah, but the first home uh, the first the opening day of Camden Yards of the 2023 baseball season, I'll be in attendance. Fair, there you go. Well, yeah. to be fair, the Orioles have not been good as of recently, so I feel like they don't get a lot of home games for opening day. Right, but I will say the home opener is always the like the opening weekend is always a sellout. Oh yeah, well because it's, it's the Yankees too. So right, and everybody's everybody's excited for baseball to be back. You know, I mean, Baltimore fans are finally ready for some good news sports wise. Um, in case you didn't see it, relating to the Orioles, uh, top pitching prospects Grayson Rodriguez and DL Hall have both been demoted to Norfolk Norfolk to start the season. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez is the number two pitching prospect in baseball at the moment. He was number one for the longest time, but now he's number two. Um, he was a strikeout machine. 
in in uh in spring training, but he also did boast an ERA of seven point four. Yeah, not very good. So they're gonna send him down. Probably just work on his mechanics when he's ready. Uh, you'll see him this season for sure. You will definitely see him. Same thing with Deal Hall. He could have had less strikeouts, but just had a better ERA, and he'd have been on the starting roster. Yep. Yeah, I, I firmly believe. Yeah, that. the ERA thing. I think it's just a confidence. They're gonna send him down to where he's not playing MLB hitters every single night. Um, what are you looking at, dude? It's just a truck oh. pulling up. Yeah, it's the that's the guy at the. On the corner. Gotcha. Um, and then D.O. Hall, his whole thing is that he was he came out of the pen last year. His The goal is to have him start this year again. Work on his mechanics. Come back up. And uh, you'll see both of them pitching. You'll see both of them as a starting pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles this coming season. So, a little tidbit of information there. Yeah. Well, I think they're in no rush to get Grayson Rodriguez up here because they like if they can push back his clock, the they're okay. DL Hall's clock has already started because of last season. Right. DL Hall's clock has started. They have to bring him up at this point at some point this season. But I mean Grayson Rodriguez, yes, they do have time and they do want to push back his clock, but you can only do it so much now at this point. Yeah. Because with this with the new CBA, it prevents you from keeping got like it prevents you from doing what the Cubs did to Chris Bryant just to get an extra year. Like, if he spent 17 games in AAA to start the season, he would get an extra year with the Cubs. Hmm. They would have they would have another year of controlling rights over him, and that's what they did. Scummy. Yeah, he started, he played, like, after the 17th game, they promoted them. One rookie of the year, then one MVP the next season. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but while we're talking about O's, the NFL, I know. Sounds weird. Ah, there you go. Okay, I'm with it. I see. While we're talking about O's, the NFL um, had their meetings uh, the past couple days, and they have actually approved the number zero for players. Um, Calvin Ridley, first player to claim number zero for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, so NFL meetings are going on this week in... Biltmore, Arizona. Biltmore, Arizona. Yep. Could have sworn Josina Anderson spelled Baltimore wrong. Yeah. So going on at Biltmore, Arizona. Um, I mean this is this is where this is where a lot of like like trade talks happen. This is where a lot of like big time trades actually start materi- start yeah. start to materialize. Well, everybody's together. Right. Everybody's everybody's together. Coaches are there. GMs are there. Owners are there. Everything. Um, so this is really the this is really the. One time they can all get all get together and actually sit down and have some conversations if they if they want to. Yeah. But most importantly, rule changes do happen here during the NFL league meetings. Um, the number zero was one of the proposed rule. In addition to that, kickers are kickers and punters are now going to have the opportunity to wear any number between zero and forty nine and ninety and ninety nine. So, NFL for the longest time was labeled as a no fun league. Yeah. Uh, you really weren't allowed to. You know, be whoever the hell you wanted to be. You couldn't celebrate after touchdowns. You couldn't do like it had to be team color cleats. You had to be within a certain number of restrictions. Now all that's being lifted. A um, little bit funner time in the NFL. I think now they're like, okay, as it should be. Who cares? Yep. All these all these guys are building brands. Let them go ahead and do what they want. Um, as long as it's within the rules. As long as like, like as long as the commanders don't do a celebration of pretending to shoot Brian Robinson. Yeah. Like as long as it's not like anything like dark, obscene, dark, obscene, demeaning, you know, I think the NFL is finally lifting a lot of the, a lot of the restrictions including with uh the jersey numbers as well. Yeah, I mean, well like who cares if Roquan Smith wears 
48 or 18. Right. Like, who cares if Lamar Jackson wears number zero or he wears number nine? Who cares if Marlon Humphrey wears four or he wears 44? Right. What does it matter? Yeah. No, absolutely. I definitely, I definitely agree. I mean, I've always wanted to be able to see players just wear whatever, whatever the hell they want, number wise. Um, now, I mean, some numbers make more sense for certain positions. Like quarterbacks shouldn't go above twenty. Yeah, I mean, a number twenty-eight quarterback just doesn't feel right. Yeah, like that, like hits the eye wrong. Yeah, like imagine a number ninety-three quarterback. Right, Ugh. like, like, um, like, imagine. And now, please welcome to the field number ninety-two, your starting running back, Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> right, like the big, like that. That would be the mustiest combination there is. Deuce Vaughn is all is every bit of five six, wearing number ninety-two. Like no way. That I think he's a- like five eight. He might even be smaller than that. He's he's not a very big runner. No, man. he's short. Yeah, he's short. But I tell you what, that that dude is a human joystick. Good luck trying to tackle him in the but open no, field. At number ninety two, it just looks so clunky. Oh, I know. I would hate it. Oh. I think the only thing would work look worse would maybe be like sixties. At least they banned the crop top jerseys. Oh, thank God. Ezekiel Elliott talking about you. Yeah, that asshole. Um, but yeah, Calvin Ridley is going to be the first, uh, or he is the first player to claim the number zero. Um, the Jags are letting him have it. I'll be interested to see what other uh, players come out and say that they want number zero. Um, how many of them are going to be rookies coming into this year's draft? Um, I really hope Rashad Bateman does not change back to zero because he has already changed from 12 to seven. I just bought a number seven jersey not long ago. Well, see the whole the whole problem is also with um with changing a jersey number. In addition to having to go through the whole process of changing the jersey number, I believe the NFL requires you to purchase all the remaining units of your jersey before you're able to. Probably because it, it's almost a similar it's almost a similar way with Juju try, attempting to get number nine from Matt Judon. Yeah, he would have to buy all of Matt Judon's remaining jerseys and then pay and then that's just customary pay Matt Judon. For the number. See, I thought Juju was going to be the first one to claim zero because he wants nine from Matt Judon, but I could see Juju just being like, ah, fuck it, give me zero. What number did he wear in college? I think he wore like two or three. Uh, wide receiver at USC? Yeah, probably. Probably three because I think that's what Jordan Addison wears, and I think that's like USC's like top nine. Oh, well, there you go. You know, like some schools like have like some positions have like a number. Right, like like certain like certain teams have certain numbers reserved for yeah, like captains, highly highly rega- regarded players, so on and so forth. Like I think Penn State's number one wide receiver is number five. Um, like Michael Parsons wore number eleven, which is like that's the, their, that's the holy grail of numbers at Penn State. Yeah, that's their defensive cap. That's their captain number. Yeah. yeah. Um, was it number seven at LSU? Seven at LSU. That's reserved, I, vi- I believe, for the defensive captain. Did you see that Leonard Fournette hasn't ruled out signing with the Ravens? He posted his free agency cap, and the Ravens logo was on it. Oh my gosh! I would hate that. I just want to let you know. We'd pretty much have two of the same running back. 
Gus Edwards and Leonard Fournette. Right. Yeah, I would hate that. I'll just let you know. I also saw earlier today that uh, the University of Arkansas has a linebacker by the name of Bumper Pool. Yes, like the game. First name Bumper, last name Pool. I saw... That on, is one of the sickest names I've ever heard. I saw on Instagram that there is this uh, 14-year-old offensive lineman who is 6'10". Oh, my God. And wears a size 20... Three shoe. Good lord, dude! They had to, they had to reach out to like uh, to like Nike, Puma, Under Armour to see if they could actually like have custom shoes made for him. God bless Puma and Under Armour said they're going to attempt to facilitate something for him. Wow. Nike said, um, "Yeah, most of our athletes that wear something that size, if it doesn't, if they don't take it, then it'll be put back into like market and." You could probably get it there. That's shitty. Fourteen. He didn't choose this life. I know. Yeah. Said that he wears a size twenty two shoe right now and it's too small for his foot. God. Isn't that crazy? I couldn't imagine. Um, but just keeping it pushing here. Um Josina Anderson did say that Odell Beckham Jr. is out there in Biltmore, Arizona, um, with the expectations of talking to the Ravens. So it doesn't necessarily look like the uh, the Ravens are done in the wide receiver category. Potentially, they might make a move on, on OBJ here. Um, what his salary looks like remains to be seen. That's him. God bless, dude. 14. Jesus. Yep. I can see if I can find a picture of him. Oh my God! I already know he's got an offer from Alabama. Yeah the the con the comment on the post from Instagram was uh, Nick Saban incoming. Yeah, Nick Saban's already visited his house three times. Knows his mama by first name. Has to. Yeah, size twenty three. Good lord, dude! Yeah, Nick Saban knows his mom first name. They they text. Yeah. They for sure already text him and his mom. Six foot ten inch offensive lineman. Fourteen. Well, there's always the NBA. That's true too. It's got options. He's built like a storm shelter too, so like most people that built that big or do not have that much like meat on him too. Eh? He's no he, yeah. Yeah, he's a I mean those like those like northwest and mid and, or northern Northern part of the country and Midwest, uh, Midwest, uh, kids. Corn fed. Oh my God, they're fucking massive. He's like, he's like the stereotypical like corn, corn fed, like country strong, like like I squat with a cow on my back, on each side of the wooden pole. Right on 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 each side of the fucking log that I found in the woods. Yeah, that I carried out myself four miles uphill both ways. <laughs> <laughs> right. God bless. But yeah, OBJ coming to Baltimore. Uh looks like it it has a shot. Um most likely of any any other free agent or, you know, moves that the Ravens make a wide receiver. This looks like it's more likely than any sort of trades that are going to happen. Um I w- I will say this that if the Ravens do happen to strike a deal with Odell Beckham Jr., um that and Nelson Aguilar, those are your moves. 
Yeah, they're not drafting anybody. Not in the first round. Maybe fourth or fifth. Yeah, there'd be the possibility to to probably pick up a depth a depth piece that they, that they really really liked toward the end of where they're picking, but that would that would completely eliminate a first round a first round uh, wide receiver for us. Yeah. Um, trading up, trading to get somebody. Um, if we sign Odell Beckham, that all that also probably in all likelihood means we're not picking in round one. I think we'd probably trade out at that point to just accumulate more draft capital. Yeah, well, it also all depends on what happens with Lamar Jackson. Well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet either. We're, there's there's things we're talking about beforehand leading up to it. Oh, we're this is this is literally the last thing we have to talk about before we talk about. I know, but that was a perfect segment. Well, I get that, but all right, the Mandy's. Dan Snyder wanted six billion dollars. He received a six billion six billion dollar offer today. Uh, it was from the Magic Johnson. Let he's good. I think he'd be like the front face of it, but he's one of the three big names in it. I have the tweet from Adam Schefter. Uh, those people include um, Josh Harris, who is the. Um, Co-owner of the New Jersey Devils and Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Mitchell Rails. Um, and Magic. And Magic Johnson. Yep, those are the three that I have. Yeah, those are the, those are the three big names, a part of it. Um, so, with the league meetings going on this week, I think this would probably be as good a time as any to get something done. But, again, who knows? I agree. Um do you think that they would? Uh, do you think if they get the team, they'll rebrand the team at all? No. Honestly, I would. If I if I was a new owner, given everything that's happened around the Redskins to the football team to the Commanders, everything that's happened with Dan Snyder and his tenure as the owner of the team, I'm gonna be honest. I'd rebrand the team. Well, I mean, I under I understand why you would want to, but. I also don't think fans are super, super happy with Commanders. I just don't think fans are super, super happy with the team to begin with just because of Dan Snyder. Well, I think I think if you eliminate Dan Snyder, I think people would slowly start to come around to it. Well, yeah, I mean, you have everything that goes on with him, but let's just also call a spade a spade and say that the team's kind of underperformed over the past few years. Oh, well, that's just, that's just due to mismanagement. Yeah, I mean, it starts at the top and, you know, shit runs downhill, so... With new with new management coming in, um, wow, can't pronounce this one. Twenty five minutes ago, uh, Canadian billionaire Steve Astolpolius beats me. Uh, there's now two groups that have uh, committed a six billion dollar bid for the Washington Commanders. Two separate groups. Well, Jeff Bezos is out because Dan Snyder is definitely not going to sell the team to him. Yeah, yeah. Dan Snyder already said that I don't want to sell the team to Jeff Bezos. They hate each other. They do hate each other for some reason or another. I know that there's a reason. But you know what would be a very, very fitting parting gift as a big fuck you to the rest of the NFL that Dan Snyder would do? I already know it. Because now we can transition into it. Give Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract. I've said this for weeks. Yeah. Yeah, all of this is stemming from yesterday. Lamar Jackson sent out a tweet stating that 
I mean, just to just to cut out the meat and potatoes of it. Oh, I can actually read it to you. Well, go ahead. Just to break my heart again. A letter to my fans. I want to first thank you all for all the love and support you consistently showed towards me. All of you are amazing, and I appreciate y'all so much. I want you all to know not to believe everything you read about me. Let me personally answer your questions. In regards to my future plans, as of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization for which the Ravens have not been interested in meeting my value. Any and everyone that's that has met me or been around me know I love the game of football and my dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl. You all are great, but I had to make a business business decision that was best for my family and I. No matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again. Yeah, so that was yesterday that he sent out that tweet. Um, That was actually very, very shortly before um, John Harbaugh was set to speak with reporters at the league meetings. Um, Which he then got bombarded by questions about it. Oh, of course. But the thing is, John Harbaugh knew that he requested a trade. Like, it's been a month. Yeah. Damn near a month. So John Harbaugh knew the trade happened, but John Harbaugh strategically said, yeah, I haven't seen the tweet yet. Yeah, he hasn't seen the tweet, but he knows Lamar Jackson requested a trade. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, through, I mean, through all the crit- criticism that John Harbaugh gets, one thing that I, he is, he is a very, very smart man. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to deflect these questions because he's done it for the longest fucking time. Um, so I mean he's handling it. he's handling it the right way for sure. All right, so so let me ask you because I've been a little bit more open and have come to terms with the fact that Lamar may not ever be a Raven again. I've been I've been to terms with this for a while. Um, I've been a little bit more open about shopping him out and looking at other options, but um, I know that you have not. So I want to hear what is your stance on all of this. So, my stance on all of this is that I am, and this is what I told because my allegiance to the Ravens is no stra- is no stranger at work either. It's no stranger at all. Um, and I tell I told everybody at work last night because I wore a I wore a long sleeve Raven shirt to work last night. Okay. Um, I told him I'm still a proud Ravens fan, but I'm not a happy Ravens fan. Sure. Not happy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, the fact that Lamar Jackson wants to go, cause my, cause my stance on the whole thing is no, is no, no secret either. Just fucking pay him whatever he wants. Pay him. I've, I've, I've pounded that drum for over a year now. Whatever he wants, you have to pay him. <sighs> so... Shame on the Ravens for not being able to get something done, at least at least facilitate something, because the Ravens clearly do not have an issue trying to pay, paying top end talent. They don't have an issue with it at all. We kind of highlighted a few, or I highlighted, and we discussed a few weeks ago how we are paying four different people who are in the top five of their position, not pay wise, but we're paying them pretty handsome. We're paying, we are paying four different guys who are arguably top five in their position rather handsomely. Yes. Okay, so the Ravens clearly don't have an issue trying to pay um, a lot of money for players at positions of need. 
And, you know, even bigger shame on the Ravens that you're allowing a once-and-a-generational type player, talent-wise, to just say to, to, to say to himself, I just cannot do this anymore. So... I knew I, I knew this conversation is we're gonna have varying dis, uh, varying viewpoints on this one because I disagree with you on this. I will say this: he's not getting traded. Okay, he's not getting traded because number one, there's no market. There clearly isn't. Yeah, there's there's very very clearly no market. So yes, the Ravens gave him the non exclusive franchise tag designation after he requested this trade. It was a few days after. Yes, it was it was very it was very shortly after. So they gave him all the opportunity in the world to negotiate his own trade. Right. As I, soon as possible. Yeah. I don't yeah, I, I don't I don't know exactly what all those conversations sounded like, but there's clearly no market. But now all of the leverage sits in the Ravens corner because we have him on a $32 million tag. He has to sign that tag. If he doesn't, he doesn't play. He do, he can't play until he signs the tag. I think Lamar Jackson... I think the Ravens also know that Lamar is too proud to sit out for a season. I'll be honest. I think the Baltimore Ravens handled this, situa- this situation very, very well. Um, I disagree with you there. I think both parties really fucked the situation up. No, I think the, the non-exclusive tag that they put on him was freaking genius. Well, yes. I mean that that was they both did they both did things that benefited them. They both did things that did not. Um, the Ravens not willing to kind of push their own narrative. Yes, the rest of the NFL does not want people to does not want teams to sign people to fully guaranteed deals. We've discussed that. I understand that idea. Like you said, when the fuck do we let the Browns decide what goes on? What goes on in the NFL? Right? Yeah, who left them in charge? Right, like, like, like who, like who decided that that's a good idea? Who decided that a grown man named Jimmy decides how we make choices? Right. Go by James. Your name is James. Right. Like, why are we allowing the Browns to dictate what happens in the NFL? Giving a fully guaranteed deal to someone who is so shady of a character as Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I get that, and 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 you are not wrong by saying that whatsoever. But I will say this: the rest of the NFL may not want people to go ahead and get signed to fully guaranteed deals. But why are the Ravens listening to everybody else? You know, that's 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 also one way to look at it. That's fair. So this is this is where I disagree with you. So Lamar Jackson said in his tweet, "The Ravens have not been interested in meeting my value." Well. Whose value are we going off of? Are you are we are we basing this off of the value that you put on yourself? Because I can tell you right now, I value myself a lot higher than my company values. Oh, me. of course, yeah. I think I, I don't make that much money. I think I deserve at least another five dollars an hour. That's how I value myself, but that's not how the company values right. me. So, look, we've heard some of the the reports of of at least the one contract that the Ravens have given him. It seemed like a very fair and lucrative contract. It seemed like the only thing that was missing in that was the guaranteed money, right? Because it was like, oh, this springing con, this springing bullshit, and this 
injury clause and this and that. And like there was a whole bunch of like this and that terms in the contract. But it was all about the guaranteed money. So they, they have met your value. But I'll be honest, this further proves my point. Lamar Jackson went into this negotiation with a number and has not been willing to move off of it. He thinks he is worth this and he will not settle for a penny less. He wants 230 fully guaranteed. He will not take anything less or whatever the number is, you know, but it seems like the one hold up has been a large chunk of guaranteed money. Cuz if it is true about the 3 years 133 million dollar guaranteed. If that was a contract just right there, which we still do not know if that was or was not a contract or him just talking about the other contract. And we'll, pro- we'll probably never know that. And we'll probably never know. But three years, $133 million is nothing to scoff at. What did we say it was? A, a little over $44 million a year? $47 million, something? Uh, I forget exactly what it was. Rough math. We can do it real quick. Um, 133 divided by 3 was 44.3. There you go. That's nothing to scoff at. I mean, that's top 10 in salary. Yeah. That's more than what you're making on the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not it's not $200 million guaranteed, which, like, I don't know. Like, what is the value that Lamar Jackson has set that the Ravens have not met? Is it the value that he places on himself, which is fine? Absolutely. Everybody should value themselves higher than what everybody else does. Right. You should value yourself higher than I value you. You absolutely should, and it should be reciprocated. I should value myself higher than you value me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everybody should value themselves higher than what everybody else values you. But that's not the real world when it comes to contract negotiations of a couple hundred million dollars. So I don't think that the Ravens have truly botched this because I don't think Lamar Jackson has given them a chance to botch it. It sounds like he has set his price and will not accept anything but it. And that's just not how negotiations work. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, the, the negotiations don't work that way. I mean, I mean what I've always said is, you know, whatever that number whatever that number may be, you know, the example that everybody goes to all the time is that he just wants more money than Deshaun Watson. And I th- think the Ravens gave him that in the contract that they offered him last Two seasons ago, I guess at this point, technically, well, I th- but I, th- I, th- I think it's I think it's total guarantees. But I mean, like if 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 that's his expectation, I want more money than Deshaun Watson. You know, the the thing that you know really helps Lamar in that in that instance is I've accomplished more than this cat. He absolutely has, you know? and Lamar Jackson is better than Deshaun Watson. I'm not I'm not saying otherwise. Yeah, yeah, you know that's um. I, I I think that's 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 probably where it all stands from or stems from. You know, I'm this depending on depending on who you talk to. I think he's better than Joe Burrow overall. Um, I mean, a, again, agree, disagree. That's my, my personal opinion. I think Joe Burrow's been. I know I, Joe Burrow has been more successful from a team standpoint, but he's also had a better offense around him. Right. Lamar Jackson's been asked to do more with less than Joe Burrow, and has succeeded. I. Just as much, if not more. Yeah, well, I mean, like, Lamar has the MVP, which is great. That's a personal award, but Joe Burrow's played in a Super Bowl, played in um, played in a second AFC championship. Like, overall, apples to apples, Lamar Jackson is better than Joe Burrow. He's 
He's more talented. I yes. agree. Absolutely. So you're the most talented quarterback in your position or in, in, in your division. You know, why would you settle for being the second highest paid? You know? I mean I mean th- that's 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 probably that's probably what his whole what his whole mindset behind it is. Um and and you know, to your credit, you know, that's not how you negotiate. And you know, you don't go in there and say, This is what I want. And they say, Well, this is what you'll give this is what we'll give you. You don't turn around and say, No. But I wanted this. No, negotiations. If both sides walk out of the room thinking we got about seventy five to eighty percent of what we wanted, both sides. That's a damn good negotiation. Right. Oh, absolutely. That is how they work. But I will say this, and I think this is probably gonna piss you off, and I've I fully expected this. Like I said, people will tell you who they are. All you gotta do is listen. I Lamar Jackson came out of out of college saying, you know, I want to win a Super Bowl. He reiterated that in his tweet. It's all he, he just wants to win a Super Bowl. But it seems like the only thing stopping him is monetary value. Seems like it's just money. Well, so why not play for the Ravens who have offered you a very big sum of money? May not be exactly what you wanted, but it's a very, very generous salary. Top three. Like, I think that the salary they offered him two seasons ago was top three. Like, it was better than the Kyler Murray, better than the Russell Wilson. Um, It just didn't meet the Aaron Rodgers and... No, it was. It was just behind Russell Wilson. And you know, I th- I think the whole thing that it stems from now is, you know, again, your 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 argument is, you know, you want to win the Super Bowl. We can't win a Super Bowl if we're just spending twenty five percent of our salary cap on you. This is a team game, and Eric DaCosta's job is to spend money on the team and build a competitive team around you. That is his job. His job is not to just spend all of his salary cap on Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. But, you know, one thing that I will say about it is, you know, the Ravens had five years on a cheap Lamar deal, and they pissed it away. With Greg Roman, I agree. And I, I mean, I, I, don't th- I don't think it's just with, if it was just with Greg Roman, but I think they hitched their wagon to Wink Martindale for too long. They, you know, they couldn't get the wide receiver position right worth a shit. The offensive line sucked. I mean, they had all this opportunity to go ahead and change things, but instead their mindset was, let's let's add an aging running back, a safety who hits his fucking wife. That just caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> right. A safety that hits his wife, guys who can't catch the ball, let's give him a Bush League offense, a shitty system, I don't disagree with any of this. So and and I mean, like, although Mark Andrews was pretty productive that one season, his first season with us. I mean, and, and I mean, I mean, Mark Andrews and or Mark Ingram. Well, right, and and you know, one thing, one thing that that I will say is, you know, the Ravens had a lot of success doing doing the majority of those moves, and and you know, that's all that's all great, but they did nothing in order to help. Like, yes, Lamar Lamar Jackson's whole thing is, I want to win this team a Super Bowl. I want to win somebody's Super Bowl. But, you know, the Ravens didn't do anything in order to help him do that. It was almost like we were we were relying on Lamar Jackson the same way that the Colts relied on Andrew Luck. I am 100% like, agree. Like, 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 this guy is this good. He's going to take us there. Let's just let him. 
I 100% agree. I mean, it's the same thing that the Chargers are doing with Justin Herbert. They've pissed away his rookie contract. Right. Now, granted, Justin Herbert's had Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler um, as offensive weapons, which Lamar Jackson would kill to have those three. Yeah. Um, but they've pissed away his rookie contract. They pissed away Lamar Jackson's. I, I 100% agree with you on that one. And now, I th- and now I think it gets to a point where it's like, okay, now... Once they pay him, they've already shown an inability of attempting to build a team around him while he was cheap. Yeah, it's much tougher when he's expensive. I mean, it's it's tough it's tough when anybody's expensive. Um, you know, let alone let alone just your just your quarterback. I mean, look at the Chiefs and they. I mean, let's be honest, the Patrick Mahomes and like Kansas City, they got lucky. They did the deal they did when they did. Right, Patrick Mahomes would be astronomically expensive right now. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. Look, imagine he just did like a three-year extension. Right. He'd be asking for $58, $60 million a year. Justifi- and to be honest with you, he's probably worth it. Yeah, and, and justifiably. But, you know, at, at at this point, you know, I think it also, I think the whole thing of Lamar saying the Ravens haven't reached, haven't... Haven't been interested in meeting my value. And you know, I think that all stems from the Ra- the Ravens just have taken Lamar for granted the entire time. I think I I don't one hundred percent disagree with that. I mean, you know, it's it's great. Like like us as like us as fans, we can sit here and we can like marvel at what he at what he has done over the last I'd say four and a half years. I'd say four because he missed a, about a half season's worth of games the last two years. Um, so over the, over the last four years that he's been able to play, you know, all we've done is just sat back and marvel at what he's, at what he's been able to do. But, you know, yeah, I mean, two seasons ago when the entire team was decimated with injuries, we were the number one seed in the AFC when he went out with an, with a bone bruise. We were still the number one seed in the AFC. And even, even the year that he took over for Joe Flacco, you know, that was Joe Flacco's team. That was a pat, that was a play action reliant, run the ball, play action passes, That'll get the job done. That team fucking sucked. <laughs> and then here's and then here's this kid who has had no experience running an offense like this before and leads the team to the playoffs. You give him five more minutes, he probably wins a playoff game. Give him five more minutes and we're playing in that divisional round. <laughs> that was that was a wild game. Which which just goes to show you how talented how talented this this guy really is. Everybody know everybody knows how talented Lamar Jackson actually is. That's not a question. But I will I will say this. If the Ravens find a way to fuck all this up, and the only way they fuck it up is if they let him walk out the door and play for another team with no compensation. It, um they would get at bare, at bare minimum they're getting two first round picks. Well, I'm saying like, well, I thought you meant like they let him walk like he plays he gets the franchise tag this season, gets it next season and then he's gone and we get nothing. No, we definitely won't fucking do that. Yeah, I, I, no, we. If that if that happened, that would that would further prove the point that I'm that I'm about to make. But if we allow Lamar Jackson to leave the team, it doesn't matter what compensation we get. Um, because the coaching staff has dropped off. We've showed an inability to really scout. In a efficient manner, yes, Kyle Hamilton hit. Yes, Tyler Linderbaum hit. David Ajabo didn't get enough enough of an opportunity, and Travis Jones played played pretty well. But 
none of those guys are going to do much to like win you Super Bowls, right? Yeah. The positions that the, the positions that they try to draft in order to get guys to win Super Bowls, receiver, that hasn't that hasn't panned out. Ed Rusher or Dafe away, that's not panning out so far. He had a pretty good rookie season. Well, we'll see what happens in year three. Right, year two, he was getting like he got a lot of pressures and he was like right on the quarterback, but the quarterback got the ball out and then he hit him. Right. The point that I'm making is. If we allow the Ravens, or if the Ravens allow Lamar Jackson to leave in any way, shape, or form, I will stamp it right now. We will become a poverty franchise for the next 10 years. I have, I, I honestly, I have, I have now lost faith in a lot of the things of what the Ravens can do. The, those report card grades really opened my eyes about how bad of an organization we are, of how bad badly we, we've been ran. I agree on some of the report cards, but once again, I firmly believe that Lamar Jackson wa- is walking into this room saying, this is my price, this is what I want. And and the Ravens are like, dude, w- like that's fine that you think you're worth that much, but you're just not. And you can see that that's the, that's the case, that he's not worth exactly what he wants, because nobody else is bidding on him. He's had an opportunity for, what, two, three weeks now to talk to other teams, and nobody's even so much, you haven't even heard so much as another team talking to him, correct, and in, let alone and, putting in an offer sheet, and in and in in that regard, you know about Lamar Jackson. You know, shame on him for not for not dropping what he thinks he's worth at all. You know, shame shame on him because, you know, I don't think it will necessarily put a black mark on his career, but I think it's just one of those things where it's like, is he going to be easy? Is he going to be easy to negotiate with? Or are we going to have? Are we going to continue to have these problems? Or what the case is going to be? Ultimately, I don't think I don't think that is the issue. I mean, um, Ian Rappaport has said before, like the Ravens have given him uh, longer deals, they've given him shorter deals, they've given him, you know, high annual salary, very lucrative deals, they've given him more, like, shorter but more, luc- you know, more guarantees, but, like, none of them have hit home for Lamar Jackson. So, like, what's, like, what's the hold up there? But I will say, no other team is putting in offers because, I've said it before, A, you have to give up at least two first-round picks given that you get him from the non-exclusive tag. You have to give up two first-round picks, consecutive first-round picks. Yeah. Um. So, like, yeah, they could wait until after the draft. Like, the Colts could really be scumbags and wait till after the draft, draft somebody at four, and then be like, hey, we want Lamar Jackson. Yeah. They, like, they could be scumbags about it, and then they, all they have to do is give up a 24 and 25 first-round pick. Right. But they still walk away with the number four pick, Lamar Jackson. They just have to give up 24 and 25. Right. They could be scumbags about it. But... You have to give up two first-round picks. You have to negotiate a deal with him, which the Ravens may or may not match. Um, it sounds like it's going to be about $200 million guaranteed money. So now you have to give up $200 million guaranteed money and two first-round picks. And you have to help build an offense around him. Like, we don't know exactly what to expect out of Lamar Jackson in another offense in the NFL because we just haven't seen it. Like, yes, we saw him run um, the Petrino offense at Louisville, which was a pro-style offense. But all we've really seen in the NFL is Lamar Jackson run a Greg Roman offense, which has absolutely no nuances in the pass game. It was about as elementary as a, of a pass game as a pass game could get. But, you know, God bless, that was a very complex run game. 
but we don't know exactly what to expect of Lamar Jackson as a quarterback in a complex passing offense in the NFL. Yeah. And say what you want. I understand injuries happen, but he hasn't finished the last two regular seasons because of injury. So, like, yes, you, you're putting in an offer for a 26-year-old former MVP quarterback, but that was three years ago. I mean, if you ask me, it's kind of the same thing as the Super Bowl. You get, like, a five-year window where you get to, like, claim it. If you were an MVP of the league six years ago, it doesn't really count. And by this point, there's a whole new draft class that's negotiating contracts yeah. that have reset the market, potentially, and have taken over the NFL. Like, we've already had three MVPs since then. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a there's a lot of little nuances that go into a team trying to sign Lamar Jackson. I don't think, like, we watched Tom Brady hit the free agency market. There was, like, two teams that wanted him. I get, I get it. He was an old quarterback. Aaron Rodgers. There was, like, two teams that wanted him. The Jets and potentially the Raiders, but the Jets went all in on him. Get it. Older quarterback. But he did just win an MVP two of the last three seasons. Right. There's just not a, like... When there's like little things that are going on, there's just not a huge market. Um, so I mean, I don't know, man. I think I don't think the Ravens have botched this negotiation as much as a lot of people have, because it doesn't sound like there's been a lot of negotiating. I mean, the reason why I say the Ravens have botched it to an extent, I, I mean, again, I I think they both have botched it. I'll make that point very very clear. I think they both have, but. You know, I just the Ravens have the Ravens eventually have to just say, okay, you know what? Because this is this is a classic Ravens move, right? Not being willing to pay a guy what, whether you think he's worth it or not, not not paying not paying the guy that you need to pay and deciding and deciding to go in other in, in other directions, right? That's a classic Ravens move. Um. So I mean, shame on them for continuing to have that mindset. Like it's a like it's a different NFL now. Like you have oh yeah you you have to be able to adapt. Like yes, I mean the Ravens. I mean the Ravens almost have the same the same thing as like a, the Patriots way. Next man up, do your job. Yeah, do your job. We're gonna be okay. It doesn't matter who's there. That's that's like John Harbaugh's whole mantra. The proof is in the pudding. What the offense is like without Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we've seen it. Granted, that was the old offensive system. Who knows? I... Who knows? Things could be entirely different this second time. Like now with Todd Munkin coming in, things could be entirely different. But I will say, like John Harbaugh has never spoken ill of Lamar Jackson. Like even during that like presser yesterday, like right after Lamar put the tweet out, all he did was praise Lamar Jackson and list off the reasons why he wants him as a quarterback. Um are the president of the Ravens, Sashi Brown, said, like, yeah, we're still talking to Lamar Jackson in hopes of getting something done. Like, John Harbaugh said it just sounds like a monetary thing. Like, everything just sounds like it's money. Which, like, I don't know, man. Like, that kind of... That just doesn't seem like the Lamar Jackson that came out of college. Like, it was like uh, the Ravens. We're the Ravens. Like, no, I... Uh, it, like, he was a little more humble. Like, he was... Hey, I'm going to win a Super Bowl for the Ravens. We're going to get one. Baltimore, I got you. And, like, he was a team player. Now it just seems like it's just simply about money. I'm not saying Lamar's not a team player, but it's just simply about the monetary value, which ultimately does kind of screw over the team. Well, yeah, of course. Now, one thing that I will say is, you know, 
we've only seen one contract coming out come out. It was a hundred thirty three million dollar deal. We're not sure what the full extent what the full extent of that of that contract was. Was the entire thing guaranteed? Was that the only guarantees that were a part of the deal? Was that the whole deal? Was is, was there more to it? We don't really know the entire story behind what was going on with that deal. Do you think there is a realm of possibility where the Ravens are just saying are just lowballing the fuck out of them? No, because we saw the deal that they gave him two years ago that Adam Schefter put out. The hundred thirty three million? No, 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 no. Two years ago, it was the like five, six year, two hundred fifty million dollar deal, whatever it was, two forty. That deal, you remember two years ago, like right before. No, I don't. Look it up. It was uh, Chris Mortensen and Adam Schefter reported on a deal two seasons ago. Is this is this what they tweeted recently? Yeah. Oh. It would have gave him an annual value, like number two or number three in the league. It's it's they weren't lowballing him. Like Adam Schefter said, like we literally saw the paperwork. I don't know. I just like. So I don't think they're lowballing him. I just don't think it was the guaranteed number that he wanted. I mean, I mean, what I, what I told, I mean, what I, what I literally just said is that, or what I, what I was talking about earlier, with like, he is such a unique talent. You just ha- like you have to give in, and and this is this is this is just my mindset behind it. You just have to give in more than he is, because and 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 I. I've said I've said this on the podcast before. I guarantee you, you let him walk the very first chance that he gets, he's going to beat this team by fucking fifty. I've watched I've that the game against the Chiefs, the year we went fourteen and two, when we were getting shellacked the whole fucking game, and then Lamar said, "Okay, I'm gonna do what I have to do in order to get us close," and he pulled us within three points. The game against the Chargers. When he like when he when when he flips the switch, you're not gonna fucking stop him short of fucking kneecapping him, right? <laughs> like that's the only way to stop Lamar Jackson once he gets going. Like when he's in his bag, when he's running, when he's throwing the ball perfectly, you're not stopping him. And I like I hope I I think this is all salvageable. I really, really do. I'm I'm going to remain optimistic about this. I said it. I, I I told you earlier. I am a Ravens fan first, first and foremost. I'll be a Ravens fan until the day that I die. Yeah. But I'm also a Lamar Jackson fan now. It's just a very very big benefit that they that they're that they're fucking married at the moment. Barely, they're in marriage counseling. <laughs> but one thing that I will say also, and precursor. I understand the difference of position. Same thing happened last year to Debo Samuel, right? Yeah. Debo Samuel wanted more money and publicly said, I want to trade. I want out of here. And they got and, and, and they got the deal done. Again, I understand. Paying a wide receiver is significantly different than attempting to pay a quarterback. Absolutely. You know, I I, I do understand that. I'm not naive to that fact. But Just because he just because he said I requested a trade, a the Ravens don't have to facilitate that trade. It doesn't mean they have to trade. No, him. does not mean they have to trade him. 
they're going to keep they're like I genuinely don't think Lamar Jackson wants to leave the Ravens. I think he is he is saying he is requesting a trade just to force their hand. Just just to get them to just to just to see like okay, am I really worth it to you? I think John Harbaugh knows how much he's worth it. Eric DeCosta knows how much he's worth it. And Steve Bashotti knows how much he's worth it. Because we've won 75% of our games. I agree that Lamar Jackson you know? is worth a large sum of money. I 100% agree. But you can't just go into the negotiation. I said it again. You can't go in just to be like, this is my number, this is what I want. You got you to gotta come down a little bit. If you walk out of a negotiation with 75 to 80%, of what you were asking for, that's a damn good negotiation. I'm just talking in circles around that point there, but um, agreed. And and I, I I I never disagree with that once. Yeah. Um. But I also will say on 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 the other side of it, this is probably the one and only thing that I've ever agreed with Mike Tomlin on. We don't need hostages over here. Like, no. if you want to play, if you want to play for us, come play football for us. But we don't need hostages. Like, if if Lamar Jackson feels like a hostage to the point that he needs to request the trade out. And I then that's got that's that's what it is. I don't necessarily know if that's what he's if that's like the tone he's carrying with this. You know, I I mean, I genuinely think Lamar wants to play for the Ravens. I genuinely do. I mean, like I said, it sounds like it's all monetary, but we're not holding hostages over here. Like, you want to play football for us? You can come play football for us. If you don't, like, hey, you know what? It's been a hell of a five years. We've loved having you here. Good luck. And you know, I think the monetary thing the monetary thing can get fixed. You know, that that's 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 a that's a really, really easy fix. All that takes is sitting down, negotiating, not letting him out of the fucking room. You say, Lamar, now we're holding you hostage. <laughs> you, you you tell him, we are not like we're getting this done. We don't want you to leave. We don't think we we, we don't think you want to leave. We are not leaving this room until we figure this out. Can he just like hire a agent for like two weeks, then fire him? Two weeks, just long enough to facilitate the deal, and then fire him? No, because that day would probably lead to a lawsuit, and he'd lose more money, and he would have to. We would have to sign him for more money in order to pay the uh, in order to pay the agent, and Lamar still gets the money that he wants. So no, that's not a good idea. So we'd have to pay Lamar Jackson even more money so he can pay for the lawsuit. What if we get his mom registered with the NFL Players Association? I don't think that's a great idea. I'm sure I'm sure Lamar Jackson's mom is a very, very lovely woman, but I would I, I think her name's Felicia. Felicia? I think so. I think that's what I saw online. I learned today that. that Lamar Jackson is a junior and his middle name's Demetrius. So his father's name is Lamar Jackson. Pretty sure his name's her name's Felicia. Felicia Jones. There you go. Is Lamar's mom his agent? No, Lamar is no agent. Yeah, that was a silly question. Did Lamar actually get a 1.5 GPA? Wow. In 10th grade, his GPA was a 1.5. Even mine was higher than that. <laughs> so was mine. I was an idiot. Um. I mean, look. I mean, this is. Con- I mean, I feel like we've made like no progress in the Lamar situation. <laughs> Like, oh, oh, there has been no progress made. And there's honestly, there's been no answers. It's like, oh, I just want an answer to this. And he's like, hey, I requested a trade. It's like, great. But we've still made no progress and there's no fucking answers. Now we just, you've just made it more confusing now that we know you've wanted a trade. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, the, the whole, the whole thing is, is 
you know, Lamar Jackson said that on March 2nd he requested a trade. Well, this Saturday is April 2nd. We've gone 30 fucking days without knowing what the hell is going on. And you haven't even had an offer. Haven't even had a conversation with another team. It's been reported. Like, you you know damn well if Jimmy or saying the Colts are having a conversation with Lamar Jackson, motherfuckers are going to know. Right. Jimmy or say don't move in silence. I mean, he literally said, "Like, hey, the money's not the issue, but fully, we're, I'm not doing a fully guaranteed contract." He said he doesn't know about it yet. Those were his exact words. Yeah, but that kind of sounds like he's not gonna do it. That's my interpretation of what he said. But he did say yet. Yet, um, the Houston Texans have basically said that they're out. Uh, the Washington Commanders have said that they're out. Ron Rivera, that is not Dan Snyder. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like there's a market for Lamar Jackson outside of the city of Baltimore. And, uh, I mean, like I told TJ this morning, there's no better option at quarterback for the Ravens as of right now. Like, start of the season, week one, pick the best quarterback you can available for the Ravens. It's Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He, he is the best option for the Ravens. But... Lamar, my guy, you gotta negotiate a little bit. I would, I, I wouldn't even say that. Just give us some answers. That's all. That's all I want at this point. Like if, like if he came out and said that I have no desire to play for the Baltimore Ravens this this upcoming season, disappointed, absolutely. But that is a firm and concise answer. Right. That is a very concise answer. I now know, okay, I can now begin to move on. I can grieve and start to move on. Like I like I can I, I can get over the fact that Lamar will not be here next season. If he came out and said, I do not want to play for the Ravens. Okay. That like at this point, that's all I want is just to fucking answer as far as what's happening. I just need some closure. And you know, I will you know, I will say this. You know, just because it's the likely candidates that are going after quarterbacks, especially in this year's draft, that have said we're not interested. That doesn't mean that a dark horse team may not make a run at it. Yeah, know? I know the Patriots and the Vikings have been claimed as the dark horse. Um, apparently, Even, Meek Mill reached out to Robert Kraft and said Lamar has reached out to him and said he wants to be a Patriot. I have no idea if that's even fucking true. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about all that. I mean, the Titans have been listed as a dark horse for him as well. Um, I mean, I'm. Don't get me wrong. I think a lot. I think a lot of teams in the NFL would like to have Lamar Jackson on on their team for sure. It's not that there's no. It's not. I think that the fact that there's no market for him is the wrong thing to set. Is the wrong way to phrase it. But maybe just people aren't willing to, which ultimately means there is no there. There's no market to pay him what he wants to be paid. There's a market for him, but to, but they want to pay him not a fully guaranteed deal. What they feel he's worth, not what he feels he's worth. Right. But that's like that's just the that's just how the real world works. I'm sure you feel like you are worth more money at your job than what you're being paid. I know I feel that way. I'd say probably 99% of Americans feel that way. Feel like damn I'm worth more than the compensation I am currently receiving. I would like more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, I mean, ultimately, I think this does get figured out. This does work, and in, and Lamar Jackson will be in a Ravens uniform at the start of the 2023 season. I'm going to remain optimistic about that. I I, I really am. 
Because, I mean, we've made no other moves to indicate that we have any plans of moving on from him. Lamar Jackson is not speaking to anybody else about anything. Not even like, hey, what's your conference move look like? Yeah. Well, I will say, whoever does get Lamar Jackson gets one hell of a quarterback and one hell of a home gym. Stop it. That's a deal. Shut the fuck up. What if we what if we offer Lamar Jackson a little bit less, but we purchase ten ten of those little gyms? How much do they cost? I have no idea. We'll purchase ten of them. We'll use code. Who's, Lam- who's we? No, the Ravens. I was about to say. Not us. Fuck yeah. no. We don't make that kind of money. Home gym. I think it's called like the total gym or something. something total gym. Whatever home gym he's promoting. Total gym. Lamar Jackson. Look it up. Total gym direct? I have no idea what it's called. Just look up Lamar Jackson gym. I don't think total gym's one word. Well, it is now. And the entire, entire gym. The entire gym. Perfect. The Ravens will purchase 10 of them, use code LAMAR30 for 30% off their order. <laughs> I can only imagine. Is he in that picture? Up a little bit more. It's not even in there. Mm-mm. What the fuck? You can't even buy one. Clothing. Can't even buy it. Wow. You put in your credit card information, though. No, I'm kidding. Imagine. <laughs> God, that'd be a fucking scam. Wait, hit the hit the little bag there. What is that? What Continue shouting. <laughs> what a janky-ass website. I know. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do hope Lamar Jackson remains the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, but... Um, like I said, man, we're not holding anybody hostage. You don't want to be here. You don't want to play. You don't want to play football for us. We're not holding you hostage. You can go do your own thing. Um, there's been a lot of people saying like, oh, like look at all the people that have requested trades from the Ravens over the past few years, like Hollywood Brown. It's like, well, Hollywood Brown didn't really fit the scheme. Like, let's be honest. Like, the offense that we were running needed a wide receiver that could block, like was okay with blocking. He was a wide receiver that wanted to run fast and catch a football. I don't blame him. Didn't fit. He couldn't even do the second part well. Yeah. Well he he had some he had some hands issues. Yeah. Um Orlando Brown. They were like, oh, he wanted to trade. Well yeah, that's because he wanted to be a left tackle. We already had a left tackle. Right. Chuck Clark wanted to trade. Well yeah, that's because we drafted Kyle Hamilton. Alright, hold well, the hell up. You know what I don't understand? This bitch literally pulled the entire gym out of her closet. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Then when she was done with it she le- Why is she doing half this fucking workout inside and half in- half outside? To just show you it's the entire gym. And this guy is literally... Okay, so number one, if you're... I'm going to go back to the fucking sunglasses thing. If you're working out with sunglasses on, you're a tool, okay? But this guy went from literally working out in the middle of a park 
to the basketball court at a beach. I have no idea. I'm not in charge of this. Okay. So that's strange. Let's see if her workouts at least stay consistent of where she is. Basketball hoop in the background. Now she's in a gym. Look, she leaves it next to the fucking stairs. She comes back and gets it from the closet. I have no idea. Um, yeah, Chuck Clark. We drafted Kyle Hamilton. That turned out to be a very good pick. Um, who else wanted a trade out? Well, Chuck Clark was just mad that we drafted somebody to replace him. That's what I'm saying, but it turned out to be a very good pick. So, I, I mean, it's what it is. Hollywood Brown wanted to be somebody that just ran fast and caught a football. That wasn't in our system. That is what it is. <clears throat> Orlando Brown wanted to be left tackle, but we already had a left tackle. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you, we can put that narrative to bed. Like, relax on that. But I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I'd love a little bit more clarity on it, whether, like, like for real, can we just have Lamar Jackson and Eric DaCosta sit down and do a presser where everybody could just ask them both questions? That would be nice. I'd be fan-frickin-tastic. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Let's just open it up, air out all the dirty laundry. Let's get it all out there. Eric DaCosta can say, hey, these are the nego- these are the contracts that we have offered Lamar Jackson. Lamar, is this true? Yeah, it's true. This is what this is what they've offered me. All right, he's turned them all down. Um, Lamar, like, what is it that you're asking for? Lamar can open up and say, "This is exactly what I'm looking for." That would never happen, though. That would never happen. But yeah. But hey, if I'm Lamar Jackson, that's exactly what I'm doing. Because now you've you've uh, passive aggressively told all the other teams exactly what you want. The Jets, the Panthers, the Texans, the Vikings, the Lions, Falcons, Commanders, the Bucks, Titans, Patriots, and Colts. You know what I don't understand? I'll still continue to say this. I don't know why everybody says that Atlanta is such a good destination for Lamar Jackson. I'll give them, I'll give them they have a very good tight end. Not as good as Mark Andrews. Their offensive line sucks. Yeah. Okay. The defense is even worse. Yeah. Their number one receiver may be better than our number one receiver just because of being able to stay on the field. Drake London was on the field all year. More than Rashad Bateman. More than Rashad Bateman. But you are not about to tell me that fucking first name Zacchaeus. Oladius or something like that. Oladius Zacchaeus is not better than whoever the fuck we're trotting out as wide receiver to. Devin DuVernay. He's probably number two on the depth. Nelson Aguilar. I don't think he's number two on the depth. He's not better than Nelson Aguilar. I agree. He's not better than Demarcus Robinson. No, Demarcus Robinson would be number two on the depth. That's a fact. I'm not pissed at it. That would be a fact. I was happy with the Demarcus Robinson signing. He played well. Especially when I saw him burn Eli Apple in a sluggo. Oh, everybody, I think everybody loved that. Yeah, that, that made me a little giddy inside. Look, man, closing statements for me. I hope Lamar Jackson remains a Raven. I think it can be done. But if the time is up, then the time is up. I've already come to peace with it. Um, I think 
there needs to be a little bit more give and take in the negotiations um, than what has been reported has been given and taken in those negotiations. Um, I think the Ravens need to be a little bit more aggressive. Maybe maybe get a little bit closer to the number than what Lamar is asking for, but Lamar's got to be able to come off that number. Um, My closing statements, in the words of Will Ferrell, I'm so fucking scared right now. <laughs> I just work here. Yeah, I've I I have no clue what's going on. I just want to know some fucking clarity. <laughs> um, I don't know what the hell's going on. I really don't. No idea. Well, hey, maybe by Friday we'll have a little bit of a uh, little bit of updates. Who knows? Maybe a freaking contracts come out. Maybe someone's put an offer sheet in for Lamar Jackson. I, I know it's it. only a few days away. Hey, 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 never know. I doubt it. Who the hell knows? Um, I'm just being I'm just being real about the whole thing. I know. I'm just. I'm saying who knows, maybe. No, at this point now, we are no longer talking about Lamar Jackson. Proclamation. It's not being talked about anymore until we have resolution. Until there's a contract from the Ravens or an offer sheet from somebody else. Proclamation. If you want to find out what's going on with Lamar Jackson, don't ask us. I file bankruptcy. Right. Do not ask me what's going on anymore. At this point now... You can ask me about any other topic in the NFL. Or you may talk to me about the Orioles. It's Rutschman season, baby. It's Rutschman season. Adley Rutschman for two for the 2023 AL MVP. I'm in. Over Shohei Otani. That's a that's a bold claim. Orioles, bold take the season. Go. Orioles, bold take this season. Go. Um, hmm. Orioles have four gold glovers. Wow. Who? And one silver slugger. Okay. Well, I already know who the silver slugger is going to be. Rutch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gold Glovers, Gunnar Henderson. Mm, interesting. Um, Adley Rutschman. Well, I think he double dips, Gold Glove and Silver Slugger. Okay. Um, I think. Frazier. And hmm, and I, I want to say said. I think Cedric Mullen wins a Gold Glove. Okay, I'm with it. Cedric Mullen, Cedric Mullins, Gunnar Henderson, Frazier, Rutschman all win Gold Gloves, and Rutschman wins a Silver Slugger. That's that's my bold take. Okay. That's not at all what you were expecting, was it? It was not, no. My bold take. <clears throat> Adley's going to give Aaron Judge a run for his money for the AL home run crown. You think he's raking this year? I Dude, I know he's beefed up, but you think he's just absolutely raking? Dude, because he's gotten more powerful, and one thing... 
that one thing that I I don't know a whole lot about baseball. One thing that I do know is if you have plate discipline, that shit sticks with you. Yeah, you don't lose that. Adley Rutschman has plate discipline. He hit the ball very well, but a lot of it was like doubles. <laughs> he damn near led the league in doubles, and he played half the season. He hit the piss out of some doubles last year. Let's see. How many doubles do he actually have? I don't know if it'll tell me doubles. It might just tell me... Extra base hits. Extra base hits, yeah. But let's see. How many of them were there? So he hit 13 jacks. Well, Google, how many... Doubles. 35. On how many hits? 101. 101. 35. That's almost 35% of his hits. Yeah. 35 divided by 101. 34.6%. 34.65. So 34% of the time. It's crazy. A third of his his hits were doubles. Plus an addition, plus a triple and 13 home runs. So over half of his hits were extra base hits. Yeah. That's why I think he went silver slugger. But the plate discipline is still going to be there. And I just think he's going to start fucking mashing balls. He's going to start raking. He's going to rake it this season. Oh, man. Well, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the O season. It's coming up here. I made two new friends over the weekend wearing an Orioles shirt, one at Walmart. He goes, you an Orioles fan? I was like, yeah, man. He's like, yeah, me too. He's like, "You were, hey, are you an Orioles fan? The hell's that? Who the hell are the Orioles? Uh, the fuck is that? The fuck is that? Uh, I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, it's been painful, but hey, man, we're looking up this season. Think we're gonna have a pretty good season this year. Uh, he goes, ah, man, I hope so. He's like, but we get that same shit every single season. I was like, ah, I got a good feeling about this one. Then I found out my next door neighbor is an Orioles fan. I was putting together the grill. He goes, oh, I see you go through the same pain as I do. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's been rough. It's been rough. Look, I've got a, I've got, I've got that white Rutschman jersey in the closet. I'm waiting to pull it out. And guess what? Friday, I will be. It was funny. So he told me a story real quick. Then we'll, we'll go ahead and sign off for the evening. Um, he told me he went to the Orioles uh, Fan Fest years ago. Matt Weider's rookie season. Sure, uh, holy shit. Years ago, right? What fucking year was that? Uh, probably, what, 2008? Good Lord. When was he fucking drafted? Oh nine. Ah, I wasn't too far off. That was his MLB debut. He was drafted in 07. All right. I was right in the middle. Fantastic. So, Oriole Fan Fest, uh, his, uh, his rookie season, and they like opened it up to, to fans to ask. He said, he raised his hand, asked Matt Weeders, hey, so uh, now that you're uh, a part of the Baltimore Orioles, are, are you a Baltimore Ravens fan? Matt Weeders goes, no, I'm actually a Cowboys fan. That's funny. He said, everybody in the room started booing him. He's like, yeah, I kind of feel like an asshole. This poor kid finally gets his moment. Everybody in the room starts booing him because he's a Cowboys fan. I was like, yeah. Poor Matt Wieters, man. He's like, yeah, that was probably not the right. That was probably not the right. I have no idea if this story's true or not. I'm just. My first interaction with the guy, I got to take him at face value. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a good point. I have no idea if, if Matt Wieters is actually a, a Cowboys fan or not. But um, I think it's hysterical. If that if that story is true, that's absolutely hysterical. Man. Where is he from? South Carolina. Uh, it's Goose of... Creek, South Carolina. That's fitting. Yeah, that is kind of fitting. I mean, hey, that's kind of a no man's land as far as like fandom. So who knows? South Carolina does not have a team, so... But North Carolina's right there. Yeah. Goose Creek with a population of 45,000 people. 45 people. He's one in 45. 45,000. No, I know. I was just making a joke. I was about to say, dude. I was just making a joke. Well, let's go ahead. Let's get on out of here. Hey, Thursday's opening day. It's going to be a great day. Uh, Baseball's back, of course. We'll be talking about that on Friday. No longer talking about Lamar Jackson unless there's a contract done. So, that's kind of... You know we probably will. Yeah, probably. You said it, so... Yeah, well, I know what I said. <laughs> um, so we'll catch you guys on Friday. Y'all have a good week. Stay safe, make good choices, and uh, we'll see you guys Friday. Yep, we'll catch you later, guys.